0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talk with a Doc, the show where we bring your questions to Providence Medical Experts for insight and information. I'm your host, Mary Renoff, and here with me today is Therese Ann Fernandez, health and wellness coach and FACI Medical Foundation. Today, we're answering your questions about sleep hygiene. Remember, everyone, all of our questions come from our listeners. That's you via social media. We can be found on Twitter at PSJH and on Facebook under Providence St. Joseph Health. Use the hashtag TalkWithADoc, that's hashtag TalkWithADoc, for a chance to hear your questions on our episodes. Before we start, I want to remind our listeners that the information provided during this program is for educational purposes only. Always consult a healthcare provider if you have any questions regarding medical condition or treatment. So let's get started by welcoming our expert today, Therese. Thanks for having us. Oh, yes. Nice to be here. (laughs) (laughs) We're just invading your space today. (laughs) <laughs> well, let's start with a super easy one. Tell us a little bit about what you do here.
1: Yes, so um, I'm actually Facey's first health and wellness coach. So oh. I assist with um, education classes on healthy weight management. Also, we're hosting a new sleep hygiene class, um, which is awesome. I help with smoking cessation and um, any other uh, healthy lifestyle education, um, and meeting with patients and supporting our registered dietitians and uh, clinical pharmacists as well.
0: That sounds fun. Yes, <laughs> super I like fun. It. It's like making every <laughs> healthier so they don't have to come to the doctor. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Well, when we say sleep hygiene, what does that mean?
1: Yeah. So um, sleep hygiene is actually a variety of different practices and habits that are necessary to have good sleep quality in the nighttime and also be able to function um, well in the daytime too. So it, it encompasses all of that.
0: <laughs> and why, why is it so important that we get a good amount of sleep?
1: Yes, so um, actually 70 million um, Americans don't get enough sleep. Mm-hmm. And it's really important because um, when we sleep, that's when our body restores itself. Right, mm-hmm. right. So when, we, when I mean restore, it, I, I mean that our body heals, <laughs> heals itself when, when we sleep. So during uh, the deeper phases of sleep, your body produces you know, growth hormone. Mm. Um and that actually is used to repair daily damage that we receive from sun exposure, pollution, and that creates cells. Um, so when you wake up, you look fresher, brighter, <laughs> and you are more vibrant. So giving our body a good you know good night's sure. sleep and enough rest and can you know help you recover
0: and wake up healthy. <laughs> and is that is that uh, the recovery period? is that the what's known as REM?
1: Uh, yes. Okay. Well, um, the stage, stage three, there are four stages of sleep okay. and stage three and four are actually the restorative stages of sleep. So that's when our body actually heals itself. Stage four is the REM, which is the oh, rapid okay. eye movement. Got that it. one is usually, you know, where people experience dreams and, mm-hmm. and, and all of that. So,
0: so. I am, um, I use my Fitbit and uh-huh. it tracks my sleep and Uh, For anybody listening, I've had insomnia for like 14 years. So three to four hours is a a good amount for me per night. Although I was on vacation recently. I slept eight hours. I thought it was going to be the best day of my life. Um, But my (laughs) Fitbit will say, oh, you have light sleep. You get like four hours, five hours a night. But the REM, I get like 15 or 20 minutes how much damage am I doing to myself? Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to use this as my own personal show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, how interesting. Well, um, you know, the, the, the REM sleep is actually where, um, where we, where we experience the deepest sleep. So, um, that's where we experience dreams. And then that's where our, our body actually experiences, um, you know, rest, restful sleep. So if you only get 15 to 20 minutes, um, then your body maybe may not be able to, Uh, fully recover, (laughs) fully recover. So the recommended, um, you know, I know that you have insomnia, but the recommended is seven to eight hours of sleep. And there are ways that we can help people with insomnia actually improve their sleep or improve the quality of sleep that they have at night.
0: Well, you talked a little bit about some tips for people and you talked about the environment. I know Jennifer Aniston did an article recently and she talked about how she has insomnia, but she's actually been able to cope with it through things like meditation. But really, she said the biggest change for her was limiting the technology. So like an hour before bed, she shuts off all electronics, that sort of thing. Are those the kind of tips you're talking about? Yes,
1: exactly. Um, those are actually two of the tips that are evidence-based um, that really help. So uh, one of them is, you know, having a guided meditation or some relax relaxation techniques. There's so many Many meditation, um, you know, fast three to five minute meditations that you can look up on YouTube. That'll mm-hmm. help. You or know. apps. There's yeah, so many apps. great apps. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Um, and I actually have some apps uh, that I could share with. Oh the please. Audience, please uh, do. Uh, later. But um, yeah, in terms of the relaxation, that that really helps you. Um, you get into the mood of sleep as well as um, the electronics. The lighting um, actually uh, helps helps you.
0: what about well people talk a little bit about like i have it on my own phone where after like eight o'clock at night it takes the blue light off i think that's Mm -hmm. the feature that i use is that helpful
1: yes um it is helpful because in the environment you want um you want a dark Mm -hmm. dark environment as well as a cool environment when you sleep so um Keeping electronics at bay or having a timer on your electronics and making sure the room is dark uh, helps your body get into that sleep relaxation mode. It actually tells your body's internal clock, which is our circadian rhythm, mm-hmm. um, that, that that's our internal clock to let you know when to be awake and when to be asleep. Um, so having uh, the lights away from your bed and also away from um, the, the sleeping quarters will assist with that circadian rhythm.
0: What about things like melatonin or valerian root? Are those kind of true organic options for helping you sleep?
1: Um, in terms of uh, having a natural, you know, s- natural sleep aids, um, that would be. I know that those two are, are natural, and some mm-hmm. people do have um, some success with it. It's probably best to talk with your healthcare provider sure. for um, for you know further. Um, just in case they have any interactions with the medications that you currently. Oh, good are taking. point. Very mm-hmm. good point. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we actually had a doc on fairly recently who talked about the fact that people take like 10 milligrams of melatonin, and really your body can't process more than two or three milligrams at a time anyway, and that yes. you're actually harming yourself by taking so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, good good pieces of advice. <laughs> well, we got a lot of questions from people from the audience, um, so I'm going to run through a few of those. One of them is, I love naps, and I often feel more awake and alert after a quick nap. Is that something that I should be considering as a a tool for healthy lifestyle.
1: Mm, yes, actually, um, naps are super helpful um, in in terms of getting your energy up. But I would time your nap. So uh, what's recommended is between 20 minutes to 90 minutes oh, of wow. napping.
0: That's a long um, nap, isn't <laughs> it? 90 minutes.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, okay. the 90 minute nap is you know you're gonna go into REM. There's right. a, there's a high chance of you going into REM. So when you do wake up, um, you may. Uh, see increases in the way that you can creatively think, um, in 90, in 90 minutes time for napping, but, um, you may feel a little groggy (laughs) (laughs) for sure. And then for the 20 minute nap is actually called a stage two nap and it's, it's ideal to enhance your motor skills, um, and attention. So you kind of have to weigh the two, which one would be better for you, 20 minutes or 90 minutes and just make sure
0: that you have an alarm. Well, let's take a 20 minute nap guys. We'll be right back. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm not really kidding, but it does sound really good. Well, is it unhealthy, um, this question came in, is it unhealthy to be awake for 24 hours but to take intermittent naps? And mm. that came from nurses.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the n- nurses are, are really interesting because they have swing shifts and night right. shifts. So um, going back to the circadian rhythm, so that's our you know internal body clock, and it goes by light. Uh-huh. So um, those, uh, those people who are awake for 24 hours and just take intermittent naps, they're actually not letting their body um, heal and be able to okay. rest. So they may um, experience, what we call sleep debt over time, mm-hmm. which is kind of a, um, you're not getting enough sleep um, right. at all. And then that uh, compounded over years, if that's what your career is, can really cause some serious health issues and increased risk of, you know, heart disease, um, diabetes, obesity, as you're well as You're not helping me here. <laughs> I'm well starting to get worried. <laughs> I know, I know. So, um, you know, th- those people who, ha- who have swing ships or actually uh, work in the nighttime have to really work hard to get the adequate rest that they need
0: yeah well you just said sleep debt um i know one of the questions we had was can i make up for my lack of sleep so if i don't sleep well for three nights can i sleep for a whole day on saturday yes you can you can make up your time oh my gosh okay i'm gonna take a vacation i'll be back
1: You can, uh, you can actually make up your time, and that's okay. actually, um, you know, you being um, in tune with what your body needs. Sometimes, you know, after um, a night, th- a night that you may only have have had four to five mm-hmm. hours of sleep, your body will tell you, "Oh, the next day you'll feel it like I need to rest a little more," or even on the weekend, "I need to rest a little more." Just listen to uh, what your body says, because that's part of you being in tune with your circadian rhythm and your natural um way of uh, dealing with the wake and sleep <laughs> cycle that you have personally. That's
0: actually really good advice because I struggle with, sometimes I'll be doing something and I'll feel really tired and I think I could take a nap, but I don't let myself nap because I'm afraid it'll impact my ability to sleep that night. But I should listen to my body. I should take the nap. Yeah. Okay. And make sure you put a timer I got on. that timer. <laughs> 20 minutes to 90 minutes. Yes. Okay. That's amazing. Um, well, this question said, what are the signs or symptoms of bad sleep hygiene? Yes, so um, the signs and symptoms of bad sleep
1: hygiene would be uh, if you always, you know, Sleep with electronics in the bed. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that, that would be one because that's, um, that, that's allowing light to be in a dark room um, for mm-hmm. sleep. So that's not lo- allowing the proper environment for your sleep. Um, and again, temperature really plays an ideal role as well. You want to keep your uh, sleeping quarters in 60 to 65 degrees. Really? Um, cool temperature. Okay. Yes, because if, if it's too cold or if it's too hot, that's going to affect the quality of right. your sleep as well.
0: Uh, what about the people who say that they sleep with a fan year round? Is that a good thing? Is it a white noise and a temperature control?
1: Mm, yeah, um, bo- both are both are uh, can help. Yes, mm-hmm. white noise and temperature control. Yes, uh, so that that'll help if you sleep <laughs> yeah. better.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and while we're on the topic, talk a little about um, like the sleep machines, the sound machines. Are those things that are helpful?
1: Yeah, that'll that, that'll just help take out um, you know any extra noise that may distract you from sleep. Um, like for example, I guess maybe some people sleep. Uh, live near, um, you know, a train station or airports, or 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 airports or, yeah. and mm-hmm. things like that. So having that like nice, calming white noise type of, um, you know, machine can really help the body just relax and keep your mind at bay.
0: I <laughs> love rainforest sounds. Those are my favorite. Oh yes. Yes. And I'm a
1: fan of, you know,
0: meditative music or, right, right. or
1: even listening to, um, a motivational type of, you know, meditation mm-hmm. to, to help yep. keep your mind positive. When I'm sleep. native
0: and I love to listen <laughs> to the chants like and the whistles. I love to listen to like the flutes. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. Oh, yes. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking about sleep hygiene.
2: I'll try to pass a night away with somebody new, but they don't.
0: And talk with the doc, and we are talking about sleep hygiene. Let's talk about some of these questions we got from people. Is it unhealthy to snore? Well, um,
1: snoring is actually uh, something that can uh, be be not only related to sleep, but it can also be related to other, um, health issues that right. this person may have. Like I know that, um, you know, being overweight mm-hmm. or being obese or having, um, um, you know, can contribute to your snoring. Also, if you have some uh, breathing issues too, the um, you know, lung issues that can also contribute to that. So, um is snoring unhealthy, it would, it would, I I would ask, um, what are the other
0: conditions that you do have? (laughs) It's always something to ask your doctor, right? Mm -hmm. If you have a question, you should always ask your doctor. Exactly. Yes. Well, this question says, I sleep fine once I fall asleep, but I have difficulty getting to sleep. What are some tips you could recommend? Okay. If you, um, if you are, have difficulty getting
1: asleep, um, what I would do is uh, to test the environment, make sure it's a cool room, make sure it's dark. Um, and also, um, making sure that you're blocking out any noise and, you know, that, that may distract you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're trying to get to sleep, maybe, you know, having a hot beverage, like a hot tea, uh, uh-huh. prior to you. That's decaffeinated, <laughs> right? Right. Let's get uh, to help that your in body there. relax. Yes. 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 And um, there are some muscle relaxation techniques as well. You can curl your toes and let them go. Curl your toes, let them go. We're all kind doing of that, that right now. Yes. Aww, so <laughs> exactly. And you know, as you're laying down, that'll keep your body relaxed, and then that'll keep okay. your mind off of anything else that may be bothering you. Because you know, as we sleep, um, sometimes when we go to bed, we have a lot of things going on in our mind. Right, We're thinking absolutely. about our next day. We're trying to plan. We have families. We have you know you know other issues that Did I leave the laundry in the dryer? Yeah. Do I need to fold it? What am I going to make for <laughs> breakfast? Exactly. We could go on and on. Yes, you can go on and on. And that actually um, helps you, uh, you know, stay up longer. It does. So um, anything that you could do to help keep your mind at uh, relaxed and at, at bay, um, you know, even with just movements of your feet or your hands, um, just to focus on that movement can help you be relaxed and help you get to sleep faster.
0: Well, you mentioned drinking, you know, decaffeinated hot tea. But one of the questions we got is, are there foods that I should avoid if I have trouble sleeping?
1: Yes. So it's actually recommended to not have any huge meals um, okay. two to three hours prior okay. to you sleeping because then that'll, um, you know, cause indigestion perhaps while you sleep. And then also, um, I would avoid stimulants. Uh, it is a best practice to avoid stimulants. So don't drink any caffeine, sugar, sugary drinks, or energy drinks. Even alcohol <laughs> is considered. Although some people do think that that alcohol yeah. helps, you know, you sleep, yeah. but actually it is a stimulant. So, um, you, you know, sure. it, it, it'll, it'll probably, um, in the long run, <laughs> sure. not help sure. your sleep, uh, you getting to sleep.
0: And then other than like the teas, what else would you recommend that maybe is helpful for you to eat or drink before bed?
1: Hmm. Um, well, Water, <laughs>
0: oh, hydration, <laughs> Yes, sure.
1: hydration, but not too close to when you're sleeping, because then, you know, then you're going <laughs> to you have to wake up in the middle of the night. <laughs> yep. And then use the restroom. <laughs> some people some people uh, do uh, suffer
0: from from that frequent urination That's at right. night. So, right. yeah, that ruins so the much can disrupt sleep. your sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you gave some great tips for people who have trouble falling asleep. What about people who have a, a hard time staying asleep?
1: Yeah. So the staying asleep is actually going to be, it's, 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 it's a lot of things um, Mm -hmm. that, that could, that, that could do that. And actually trouble falling asleep and staying asleep is a symptom of insomnia too. (laughs) Both. Yeah, both. Yeah. They're
0: like, well, which (laughs) one should we treat? I'm like, I don't know. Pick one at this point.
1: Right, right, right. Um, I would actually, um, for those people who are, uh, have trouble staying asleep, um, uh, there is a, um, you know, uh, we call it insomnia. Um, There is uh, an evidence-based therapy if you wanted to go psychosocial for behavioral health, mm-hmm. if you wanted to see a behavioral health provider, they have an evidence-based um, therapy called cognitive behavioral therapy right. that helps. This. Yes, that helps. And um, I know that Providence and Facy does have behavioral health um, specialists that can help you with that. And I think that would be the best um, treatment for those people who have trouble staying asleep because then you can really um, see what kind of behaviors um that you have that could help help you sleep the long term sure. at night.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we hear from a lot of people, especially celebrities, um, about uh, and celebrities especially because they have issues because they're on tour or they're doing mm-hmm. press junkets. I've, I've heard a lot of talk from like George Clooney, Renee Zellweger. They talk about yeah. not being able to sleep, but they're actually taking medications for it. Do you and is what you do to try to help people do it without medication?
1: Right. Um, my uh, I guess my role is to help people do the, the natural um, natural mm-hmm. way, um, helping with the lifestyle, uh, the things that we can control um, that that we we can adapt in our um, daily lives to help improve your sleep. So.
0: And are there any tips that you feel the strongest, like every single one of us should know? Like, is it that we should turn off the electronics? Is it that we should do guided meditation? What are the things that you would want people to take away from this conversation?
1: Right. So um, I think the most important thing is to really have a regular sleep schedule. Um, having a routine, you know, when you wake up and then when you um, turn off the lights and go to bed, um, that sleep schedule helps you regulate your circadian rhythm. So having a regular sleep schedule, um, a consistent sleep schedule, Schedule will definitely help. That would be probably the number one tip um, that I would recommend. And then the next is, um, you know, obviously eating well. Sure, sure, (laughs) yeah, yeah. keeping keeping your body well by um, by nourishing it with uh, fueling it the right way, mm -hmm, (laughs) fueling it the right way, and also you know just making the environment um, the the best that you can. You know, avoid the noise, avoid the light, um, and take away the electronics that's a big one I think that's a big one for for all of us
0: what about um you know Electronics is a really interesting topic right now because, you know, so many of us, like I use my Alexa to do my meditation. I use her to do my sleep sounds. But then in the middle of the night, sometimes you hear that ding, right? Or something uh-huh. else, like how do you do the pros and cons of some of those electronic components?
1: Right, um,
0: well, if, if it has a light or, mm-hmm. or a sound,
1: maybe you could put it further from the bed. Sure. Um, yeah, keep it away from the actual, you know, near your bed. So um, that would be probably the easiest fix <laughs> for, for
0: that. And what about pets? I'm going to ask you this because I sleep with my big Mastiffs. Aww. Well, I mean, I don't choose to. They just find their way on the bed in the middle of the <laughs> night. What do you say to people, though, like who say, well, I have to sleep with my pets, but they keep you up kind of all night long. What's mm. what's the uh, what's the skinny there?
1: Wow, that's really hard. I personally don't have any pets, but um, I know of, of friends who do have their mm-hmm. pets sleeping with them <laughs> in, in the bed. Um, uh I would say if that's if that's your routine, if that's part of your sleeping mm-hmm. environment, um, and it helps you sleep, then keep it there. But if it's really hindering your sleep, perhaps you know retraining them to not sleep on the bed. Sleep, you know, this sleep is how we know she bed. doesn't have pets, guys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Good luck with that. I know, right? But um, you know, that's that's again um keeping the uh, keeping the uh, the the bedroom just for sure. sleep. You know, having no the pet. TVs, yeah, no, no TVs yeah. and mm-hmm. you know uh, having the pet in there maybe you know they think that you could play with them in the bedroom, right. but really right. the bedroom is supposed to be for sleep or any intimate, you know, yep. things that you may do. So
0: I love my bedroom as a sanctuary. Like I invested in really high thread count sheets right. and comforters and that sort of thing. <gasps> are those other kind of tips that you can like make it as comfortable as possible? Yes,
1: exactly. I yeah. make the bedroom as comfortable p- as possible, not only in the temperature, but then also in the sheets that you have, um, you know, comfortable pillows. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are sleeping on 10 to 20 year old mattresses. Oh. Time to change it. <laughs> yeah, no Kind of at right. Least flip that thing. Yes, at least <laughs> flip it over, or um, you know, they, they have so many um yeah, uh, mattress guides now. You can try in the store. Um, sure. you know, you can you can test them out to yeah. see which one is best for you, especially if you have back problems or if that's something that um is super important. The mattresses, that's something yeah. to invest on.
0: <laughs> I got for one sure. of those that used to be called the old people bed, but the one that like moves up and down at the feet and the head, because sometimes oh, yeah. like if I'm congested, I need my head up. Sometimes mm-hmm. I want to elevate my feet. Like I think those are right. really important things. We got one question from a listener about black, uh, blackout curtains. Are those effective? Right. So, um, blackout curtains are effective. If you yourself are really
1: sensitive to light, most people are like if, um, like for example, uh, my, my fiance, he is no, he, he, if the light is on him, he, it's, it's hard for him to sleep. Right, um, right. so uh, I would say if you have very sensitive light sensitivity, then the blackout curtain is super great. Um, but that's a, that's an excellent tool for you to keep out the light, um, so that you'll keep the room nice and dark.
0: All right. I like it. Um, <laughs> I love this question. Is counting sheep actually helpful? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, if it if it if it keeps your mind off of the other stresses that keep you awake and that keeps you relaxed and that keeps um, that, that 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 helps you focus on you just trying to get to sleep. Then yes,
0: it's too <laughs> it's challenging for me because I'm like one, two, and then I think about other things. I'm like, well, how many sheep was I on? Well, how many sheep? Will I? And then in my head, like I literally am picturing them jumping, and <laughs> it's too stressful. So right. I have to pick something. Different. You have to do
1: something else. <laughs> Let's think of something California. Counting shoes. Yeah, Let's counting count shoes. shoes. Oh, <laughs> I like that idea.
0: <laughs> well, this question is a good one. How does exercise impact my sleep?
1: Yeah. So um, exercise, uh, you know, well, when you exercise in the evening or too close to the bedtime, you could release a oh, lot of endorphins adrenaline. and adre- yeah. adrenaline. So that could help you um, help ha- help you have difficulty sleeping or or getting to sleep. So what's recommended is that you do exercise in the morning mm. um, or during the lunch hour. Um, if you are have trouble going to sleep when you exercise in the evening. But um, let's be honest, any exercise throughout any of the right. day, as long as you're exercising, it's, it's, it's a plus. But you just have to see uh, what would work best for you. Sure. If, if you have trouble sleeping when you work out in the evening time, then maybe you can try a different hour. Um, maybe right when you wake up, um, you could exercise because that gives you energy throughout the day right, right. or, you know, during the lunch hour. Well, let's not use that. it as an excuse
0: I can't <laughs> work out it's too close to bed. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Well, you just mentioned adrenaline. I think it's interesting because I read an, an interview with Mariah Carey and she talked about how she actually had a physical breakdown due to exhaustion. Mm. And she said the bottom line was not was I just severely exhausted, but I was having trouble falling asleep because I was doing performances and interviews and there's a certain level of adrenaline that that goes along with it. And if you can't learn to get the adrenaline out, Mm -hmm. you can't sleep. So what do you tell people who have things that are very physically taxing and stuff about how do they sleep?
1: Hmm. Yes. So that, uh, that sounds like myself because I have such a busy schedule and I actually do work out in the evening time, um, as well. But, um, like I said, you know, taking a hot shower and allowing you time to kind of wind down and, and, and relax really helps, helps your body get to that restful point. That's where you want, um, you, you want your body to, to, to be relaxed, you know, as you uh, go to, go to bed. So, um, taking a warm shower um having you know the meditation or having something, yoga and stuff yeah yoga in, right? exactly yeah. so that's another thing too you could also choose exercises that aren't as intense in the evening mm-hmm. that actually promote relaxation like yoga is great um we're not going to do hit training <laughs>
2: but we can do yeah some no women. hit okay. training
1: no boot camp <laughs> but yes yoga is, is is perfect or even you know pilates, pilates i know that some are um have a, a low impact pilates is great too
0: well, this question I thought was interesting. Do I need a proper bedtime for my kids? How much sleep do kids need?
1: Oh, wow. So <laughs> sleep, uh, kids actually, you know, are still growing. Yeah. So, um, and like I said earlier, you know, your body repairs and grows itself um, and heals itself as, as you sleep. So kids actually need um, 11 to 13 <gasps> wow. hours of sleep, even more, even when they're infants or when they're babies, it's even more like, right. you know, almost, sure. almost like 20 hours, you know, 15 to 20 What do they hours? even really do in that <laughs> first <laughs> exactly. year? Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just eat, wake up, eat, and sleep. sleep, and then wake poop, up, eat, and wake up. <laughs>
0: Wow, that's a lot for kids, though. I don't mm-hmm. think I knew that.
1: Yes, exactly. Yes. So it's a you know uh, between ten to thirteen hours of sleep, um, depending, and then obviously it decreases as they reach to adulthood. Yeah. You know, but but the, the the average American adult should get seven
0: to eight hours. For sure. So would you say the same type of an environment for kids? Then no electronics, maybe even like less toys in the bedroom, that yeah. sort of thing.
1: Yes, yes, definitely, okay. and then try to keep them um, h- have an activity prior to bed that that relaxes them. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, like some reading deep breathing, a book, something. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, reading a book, keeping the lights dim, and then afterwards, you know, um, yeah, just something like that.
0: Well, I think we have time for one more question, so I'm going to make it easy for you. What's the one piece of advice or the one thing you want listeners to take away from this segment?
1: Yes, so um, I feel that uh, people don't really recognize sleep as a health issue mm-hmm. or a health um, priority. And the one thing that I do want everyone to hear is that sleep is just like any other health issue. If you were to have some um, heart issue or if you have diabetes or if you're overweight, um, sleep should also be taken as a priority because that's how your body heals itself. Mm-hmm. And so we should really take um, take the necessary measures to help us sleep and get enough sleep because that's uh, affects our mood affects our, um, performance during the day. Um, it also, um, uh, affects you know our relationships sure. as well how if we you interact with yeah people. and how you interact mm-hmm. with people exactly so um, overall um, I just feel that um, if if there's anything just keep sleep as a top priority um in, in, in terms of your in in terms of your health and then make sure that you get enough seven to eight hours of sleep and if you can't then go ahead and you can take one of our sleep classes to help oh, give yeah. you some tips <laughs> on on healthy sleep hygiene and then also if it's really a problem for you you know speak with your healthcare provider. And mm-hmm. maybe maybe they can um, provide you with some clarity. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, where, um, where would people go to find more information? Or I think you also said there were a couple apps you wanted to recommend.
1: Oh, yes, of course. So for the apps, let me grab that here.
0: I personally think um, apps are great. I use them for meditation. I use them for weight loss. I use, like I said, I use my Fitbit to track my sleep. There's a lot of things that you can use apps for that I don't think people are necessarily thinking about.
1: Oh, yes. So um, for the apps, uh, these are all free. So there is an app for um, called Sleep Score okay. that tracks your sleep and also it grates your sleep. So, um, you know, I'm are failing. you getting- I just know it now. <laughs> You may not. Who knows? Um, and then there's also a sleep cycle um, app that's okay. also free. It it kind of um, tells you, you know, when you're going into the deep sleep, the Very restorative nice. sleep, and then if you never go into REM. Um, you know, mm. then you know that, okay, maybe I'm not getting the restful sleep that'll allow me to function optimally during the day. And then there's also Sleep Better, which is also a free app. Um, that's probably just uh, encompasses all of the other um, sleep score and sleep cycle. And then there's um, other apps too to help keep you calm. There's, okay. there's one called Calm. <laughs> it's <laughs> a meditation a app. You can remember that. <laughs> yes. And um, also, uh, you know, Fitbit, you know, mm-hmm. we'll yeah. if you wear your Fitbit at night, it'll give you some just general stats on your sleep, how many hours and Um, you know how many times you woke up and how how light sleep or deep sleep did you how long mine's like uh, you
0: should go take a nap now Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much, Therese, for joining us today and to everyone for listening and sending in your questions. You can follow FACI Doctors on Twitter at FACI Medical and on Facebook under facie Medical Group. We look forward to future topics with more experts from Facey and Providence. Make sure to follow us on social media at PSJH on Twitter and on Instagram and under Providence St. Joseph Health on Facebook. To learn more about our mission programs and services, visit future.psjhealth.org. Thanks for listening, guys.